for Thought on WJR is presented by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state. Here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for listening. Can we talk? After all, Food for Thought has been the show with the objective to change the conversation about food insecurity. So let's converse, let's set the tone, establish the boundaries for the conversation, and the guidelines about how we will and should talk to one another. Let's keep our conversations straightforward, simple, and strategic. Let's talk about solutions more than we talk about challenges, and let's be problem solvers, not just problem spotters. Let's listen so our conversation can build on each other's contributions rather than having a melee of shouting interruptions that cause injury rather than results. Let's also understand that we are the solution and that no one else is coming behind us. It's on us to solve hunger by creating food security in this state. Here's a couple of things I think we should talk about. When we started this show, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services concluded that once a worker reaches $11.50 per hour, they fall off the benefits cliff and are no longer eligible for any assistance. The trap has been sprung, and they struggle to increase their wages to $17.50 per hour in order to be at the same level they were prior to $11.50 an hour with benefits. We now know a bit differently from our own self-sufficiency standard that at approximately $11 an hour, a loss of housing benefits occurs, and at $13.50 an hour, all food benefits are gone. Ironically, a single parent with a school age and preschool child is still making less than 70% of what they need to be self-sufficient. There is no doubt that despair kicks into a person who is going to work every day knowing that they, what they make will never be enough to provide shelter and food for their family. It's demoralizing. It is demoralizing to realize that they were wealthier when they were making $11 per hour and on benefits. Our current setup devalues work. The system traps people who are striving to survive in the cycle of poverty and have hope for their future. Let's talk about it. Can we talk about how do we structure the benefits to reward work? Have them stretch across the wage scale? Can we discuss how we best help people keep and leverage benefits so they can accumulate some wealth and thereby become self-sufficient? I think we can if we talk, not shout and not recite tired political banalities. But if those of us in leadership will talk on the challenge of food security for Michigan and realize we can fix it, but we can't fix it alone, we might surprise ourselves and in the meantime reinvent the future for many Michiganders. Jerry and I are off to Mackinac Island to the policy conference sponsored by the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce to talk, to discuss, to inquire, to listen, and with Michigan leaders about the importance of food 
first. I look forward to a day in the near future when those of us in leadership, public and private, profit and charity, can sit together, talk, and create a solution to this stubborn yet solvable problem of hunger in Michigan. But before we do, we want to talk to our esteemed colleague, Professor Joe Wald, the CEO of the Greater Lansing Food Bank that is set to retire in just a few weeks' time. Jerry and I are back with Joe Wald in just a few minutes. You come back and join us. Get in touch with the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Visit fbcmich.org. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here. Um, so we're going to talk. Yeah, I. you mentioned Mackinac in the monologue, and of course that's coming right up, and, and it's a very exciting time because there's so many people up there that are part of the solution. Well, this state shrinks to the size of that porch at the Grand Hotel for about three days next week. Yeah, it is fascinating. Uh, and and I'm just excited about some of the people we're going to get a chance to talk to. Most of them we've talked to already, but some are going to be first timers for us. But we're going to be talking about what are the important pieces of legislation? What are the important ideas that are driving food security for our state and really being present Everywhere we can to this issue, we talk about food first. Hmm. And Mackinac gives us one of our best opportunities to remind people that if you leave this problem on the table, you can't solve any other problem. You've hmm. got to take this problem off the table. And this problem, by this problem, I'm talking about food insecurity and hunger. Right. You've got to get hunger off the table in order to free people to solve the other things that they many times can solve themselves. So right. so the the list and I know we've got we've got Senator Pete McGregor, we got Rachel Hurst from Kroger, we got Director Gordon, brand new director for uh, DHHS. We've got uh, Carl Bednarski, who's been on our show several times, uh, runs all of Farm Bureau. <laughs> right. He's Terrific the president guy. for uh, Michigan Farm Bureau and uh, president of the board, chairman of the board for Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. And and so, yeah, Carl's, and he's a full-time farmer himself. And and Angela Whitworth, a, a new a house member who is doing so many things with us. So we're going to do something a little different with uh, Representative Whitworth and uh, Senator McGregor. So, um, so Senator uh, McGregor is a uh, leader in the Republican caucus as well as in the Senate. And Angela Whitwer is a House Democrat. So we've got a senator and a representative. We have a gentleman and a lady. We have a Republican and a Democrat. And you watch the synergy happening in that interview over this issue of creating food security and solving hunger. I'm telling you, Jerry, it's going to be an interview to top all interviews. They, these two are going to be great. And we just, we got Joe Wald coming up on this show in just a minute, but it's kind of fun to think about what's coming in the next few weeks and all of the opportunities to continue to focus on food first and what happens when you put food first in the state of Michigan. Well, we're going to talk with all of them and more. A couple of special guest that we're not announcing yet that'll be on the show with us at Mackinac. But right now, 
We've got our own Joe Wald, who's the CEO at the Greater Lansing Food Bank, and he's going to come and give us a little perspective on on the work that he came into and, more importantly, the work as he sees it moving forward. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. We'll be back in just a moment. It's Food for Thought on WJR with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here in our studio. And as promised, our guest, Joe Wald, who is the CEO for the Greater Lansing Food Bank and so many other things. Um, Joe, I mean, I I say that. I want to tell you a little bit about Joe in just a moment. But, Jerry, say hi. Hi, Joe. (laughs) Hey, Jerry. (laughs) You know, usually he doesn't narrow my focus that much, you know. So I'll I'll stick with that and assume he's got a plan. Well, well, Joe has uh, assumed the reins at the Greater Lansing Food Bank. He's been on the show before several times. and uh, But I don't think we've ever really covered the history. But the thing that you need to know about Joe listeners is that, you know, Joe is the CEO for the Greater Lansing Food Bank. He's also been a professor um, at Michigan State University. He is a graduate of the University of Michigan. And then this small little business college that got up in the Northeast. What's the name of that place again? Oh, oh yeah, Harvard. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's been a, a hospital, a health care administrator. Um, but some time ago, Joe, you found a, a purpose and a mission, and you were able to do something that very few people have ever done before, and that is take two organizations and mold them into one. And today, that, that organization is the Greater Lansing Food Bank, one of seven Feeding America food banks that are part of the Food Bank Council of Michigan, as well as part of the National Network of Feeding America. So I, with official introduction, I say welcome back to Food for Thought. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure, and that was a great introduction. I'm humbled, uh, but I always like working with the two of you, and so let's move on. All right. Well, so what I think the first thing I'd like to talk about with you is um, you were asked at, at back in 2011 or so to really start this process and see if it was possible. What was the situation in Lansing with the the food bank opportunities and the organizations and what happened? Tell us a little bit about that story. Appreciate it. And so uh, for 30 years or so, there were two food banks in the greater Lansing community, uh, both serving a purpose, uh, started at different times, the greater Lansing food bank, uh, began in 1981. Uh, the Red Cross moved into food banking in the 1982-83 time frame. Uh, the Red Cross was the warehouse, and it turned out that the, the Greater Lansing Food Bank was raising money and supporting the pantry network that was purchasing food at the time, uh, some retail, and, and supporting uh, some of the food that was coming from the warehouse. And so uh, for more than 10 years, the Lansing community had had a series of talks. They brought in uh, outsiders to help lead the discussions on, should there be two food banks, does it make sense to merge them? And each time they came up with the same conclusion, it absolutely makes sense. That's what the community wants. But it never quite happened. And so I was approached in 2011. I was teaching at Michigan State. I had retired from Sparrow. Um, and the sense of the board of the Greater Lansing Food Bank was the timing was right. And they wanted somebody who knew the community, 
um, who potentially knew the Red Cross, and because of my experience uh, at the hospital, I had good relations with the Red Cross. So I was brought on specifically for two purposes. One was to see if we could develop a, a plan to integrate the two organizations into one, and then two, to find a successor. And so from July of 2011 to July of 2012, uh, you met with Red Cross, had uh, great collaboration, and we were able to come up with an agreement where the Red Cross gave all of its assets to the Greater Lansing Food Bank so that July 1, 2012, there was one organization that was going to serve Greater Lansing and the four counties north, uh, and that was the Greater Lansing Food Bank. So we were successful and have moved on since then. You know, that's a great story because uh, even though you say this in very calm and, and uh, <laughs> you know, positive and, you know, it's clear that your memory is uh, one of joy and no frustration at all. There's enough time. <laughs> There's been enough time. We all know that that bringing bringing uh, organizations together is is you know there's a lot to it. There's a lot of things, both from a organizational culture perspective as well as from a, what does the community really understand. I mean, to some degree, there's still a lot of people that when you say food bank, think food pantry. Right. Sure. Right. And so, you know, bringing the community together around this issue at face value sounds very simple. But in fact, you know, there's a lot to it. And I know that one of your particular skills is in communications and marketing. And I think those skills probably came into bear quite often and quite. Uh, and we're quite needed uh, to get to that place. So congratulations on a well, on a on a. Thank you. I mean, and it wasn't it wasn't easy, but I tell you, it took a lot of work, but we did it, and we were pleased. I think everybody walked away feeling good. Um, and it took us a year. It took us an entire year. Yes, it did. Well, and we certainly know now that your food bank is poised for growth. It's poised to, you know, look at the challenges of today and the and the kinds of things that that are uh, that are facing us. Even though we're in the largest economic expansion in U.S. history, uh, it, in July that's going to happen, and we're not quite there yet. But at, in July, we will have the longest economic expansion in U.S. history, and so even talking about. Uh, you know, where you've been from 2011 to now and say, boy, you know, to, to run a food bank where you're letting the community know, hey, there's still need in spite of the fact that this economic expansion continues. It's it's an interesting challenge. It is. And I'll tell you, it's a lot of communications and a lot. We've we worked very hard to brand ourselves in the greater Lansing area and the northern counties we serve. Um, and as you know, because this is here in Lansing, it's across the state, it's across the nation. A lot of people, unfortunately, have been left behind in this expansion. And so are we better off than we were 10 years ago? We absolutely are. But, you know, we continue to see people in need. And I think the, the easiest way to describe this is uh, just a few short months ago, you know, we had a government shutdown. And so we had workers on the government payroll who had done everything right. They had a job, they had insurance, they went to work every day, and suddenly they weren't getting paid. And, you know, that's a scenario that could happen to anybody. Uh, a quick crisis, and suddenly what am I going to do? I can't pay all my bills. <clears throat> and so as a, a community, we all came together to make sure that nobody would go hungry. That's what we do, and that's why we're here. And so <clears throat> there's still a lot of people out there who are living right on the edge. They're doing everything right. I think the, the latest data says 
nearly 50% of the people that across the state that we see have jobs. Are, they're out there working, but they need some help, and that's, that's what we're here to do. That's awesome. So, Joe, let me take you back for uh, to the process of of bringing two organizations under one umbrella. Um, one was what was the reaction of the funders in the community? Um, because I I think that there uh, we hear this a lot. Sometimes you know, like uh, you got a lot of great people doing a lot of great things, all in the same um, field or sector or, or you know or, or system. Uh, couldn't there be some consolidation? Well, you know, this has certainly happened under your leadership. So what was the reaction of the funders in the community? The funders were actually very pleased because there was a lot of confusion. As you can imagine, the food, Greater Lansing Food Bank would go out and ask uh, a donor to support the Greater Lansing Food Bank. They said, well, I already sent you a check. Said, no, we didn't get it. They sent it to the other organization. And so right. people started saying, why are there two food banks? And right. so from a funding standpoint, I think that that consolidation made it much simpler, uh, much more focused. Um, certainly, uh, you know, we, we all focused on trying to do this better and more efficient. I think that's what people wanted. And so I think it was a win-win for everybody. And everybody walked away feeling, you know, we did something good. And so the community, uh, they rallied around it. Uh, the funders rallied around it. I, I think it, it was the right thing to do at the right time. Well, I love the idea of it being community-focused. What was yep. best for the community, not what was best for either organization, not just what the funders wanted, but what was best for the people who live in our community. And exactly. That's a great focus. He's Joe Wald. He's the CEO for the Greater Lansing Food Bank. That's Jerry Brisson sitting over there on the other side of me. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. We're going to come back and talk with Joe some more. You come back and be with us. You're listening to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Brought to you by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. We're back. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here with our guest, Joe Wall, the CEO of the Greater Lansing Food Bank. And Joe, I, I think Jerry is, um, is, is ready to ask you a question. Uh, I love the story about the past because I think it is a great story about leadership and, and uh, how you were able to mold two organizations into one. But what's going on now? And Jerry, what's your question? Well, you know, Joe, you're a, you're kind of a multi legacy guy, right? You <laughs> you 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 finished the legacy, retired from it, had a lot of contributions in healthcare, and got to see a lot of changes in that world over uh, quite a long and and illustrious time, and then moved into a whole new area of of. Uh, opportunity to really continue a life legacy of helping the community. And as you're, you know, about ready to uh, to turn the baton over to the next person, what are your reflections about these years in food banking and, and how you've seen food banking maybe stay the same, maybe grow, things you feel like you've left behind and, and maybe even deking a little bit toward what's next? Well, uh, the, great question. I really appreciate you asking that. Uh, when I came on board, <clears throat> I was not a food banker. I, I was a communicator. I knew the community. Um, we're doing a lot of different things, and it turned out to be probably the most gratifying, satisfying opportunity I've ever had. And I, I've had a wonderful work career. I have no, no complaints. Never could have guessed the things I'm doing, but it all turned out well. And so 
2012 food banking was all about distributing whatever food we could get. And it was Pop-Tarts and soda pop and whatever else there was. And, you know, in the short time that I've been involved, food bankers realized that, uh, you know, we should be sending out the same kind of foods that we'd want for ourselves and our families. And so the word nutritious, you know, quickly came on board. Uh, and I'm fortunate enough to be, you know, uh, on board at that time. And we all started thinking, yeah, like, you know, why are we giving out food that we wouldn't give to our family or our kids? So we started focusing more on produce and protein and well-balanced. Uh, we started focusing on specific needs for individuals who had medical conditions. And so I'm really proud of the work of the food banking community because I think we're doing what's right. And, and I have to tell you, being one of the seven food bankers in the state of Michigan, uh, the feeding the food bank uh, council network of which I've been fortunate enough to be you know one uh, is just the most collaborative, uh, engaging network that I've ever seen. And as a team, you know we focus on what's best for the people in the state. There, the word "I" never gets involved there. And so again, I have just been so blessed to be a part of this network, and I'm I'm so encouraged as I see where the entire food banking network is working and moving. Uh, it's about doing what's right. It's about being community-based and listening to what the community wants and being prepared to change what we do as we learn more. So I see a lot of positives. I see a lot of challenges. You know, we can only do what we do as long as the community supports us. But I can tell you, in the greater Lansing region, uh, we've just had wonderful community support. And uh, we also know that there are certain things we do really well, and there are some things that we've got no expertise in. And so as a, a community of food banks, you know, we're all out there looking at, so who's got the knowledge and expertise to help us do what we need to do to really address the issues related to hunger and become great collaborators and great partners? And so that's what I see. That's what we've been working on here. I know that's what the other food banks have been working on. Jerry, you and Phil have been great leaders in, in this task and will continue to be. Uh, but that's what we need to do. We need to focus on what we can do well and then partner to make sure that we're, we're not missing important steps to help people in need because everybody you know, out there deserves to have food on their table. I mean, we, we just want to see a vibrant community, and that's what it takes. You know, and, and you've certainly been a contributor to the blueprint as we continue to watch that evolve. And and I think one of the things that we've decided uh, pretty clearly is that in order to do the things that you just said in terms of continuing to do the right thing and make progress, being data-driven has been something that the network has been very focused on. So even when it comes to nutrition, not just saying, hey, we have an opinion about nutrition, but let's let's you know start to track you know if if we make fruits and vegetables more available to pe do people eat them do they right. want them let's get people's feedback about is this really helping you and and really moving our model toward one of much more clear understanding of what our impact really is. And I know um, that's something that's been a very robust conversation among all of us and, and has really developed in the time frame that you just described. It has. And I, I, I remember we got purple asparagus in a, a number of years ago from one of our local farmers. And we thought, oh, this is great. And we gave it out to people. They had no idea what to do with it. <laughs> and so, you know, we need to ask people, we need to listen to them, and then we need to help teach them. So I know that... Uh, 
you know, uh, dietary needs and making sure that we've got uh, people who can help people understand, how do you cook this? How do you use it? What are all the options? You know, it's, it's just like you or I would need. And so we're learning those things as we go, but I think that we're adapting really well. And data, I mean, that's what's driving decisions today, and I think that's the right thing to do. So one other thing I'd like to bring out, and I love all the you know, the nutrition conversation. So just to throw a little data at that, we, the network, the Food Bank Council of Michigan Network, um, the seven food banks distributed 220 million pounds of food across Michigan last year. And almost half of that was fresh produce. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, we're talking about, yeah, there's an opinion. We think this is good, but here's the data to back it up. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's giving people what they, what Jerry calls food that they both want and need. Right. And, wasn't uh, like that five years ago. I know that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And there was another part of the conversation that I think, Joe, that has changed uh, in the last few years. And, and let me see, get your reactions to this. Uh, it's the part of the conversation where when even five and a half years ago when I came in, we were talking about... Um, we were using words in regard to hunger, like um, we weren't talking about solving it. You know, we were talking, I don't want to say we were pacifying it, but what's the word I want, Jerry? Oh, I don't know. We've been fighting hunger for a long time. We've been, yeah, and, and you know, we said that in hunger's been winning. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, uh, but we weren't talking about, the, you know, like the, the solution, the solving of it, we were talking in, in, in more in relative terms. And to me, that conversation has changed drastically. Um, and so I'd just like to get your perspective on that, Joe, as well. It absolutely is. And so five years ago, all we talked about was feeding people, which was really important. But now we're looking at addressing the root causes of hunger. Uh, and we know there's a lot of root causes out there, some that, that were knowledgeable, some that were not, but we're trying to find who are those people that we should be working with. And, so, and I think this is the right thing to do. It's a, a statewide initiative. It's a nationwide initiative. And, and, you know, we're never going to fix it if all we do is feed people. So we need to, we need to teach them how to uh, grow food for themselves. We have a, a robust garden project here in the greater Lansing community, more than 100 community gardens teaching people how to grow food and what to do with it. And they, they do it, they share it. And interestingly, the, the local policing have told us that when there's a community garden, crime drops precipitously because people start watching out for themselves. Uh, so there's, there's so many pieces to this. Uh, but, you know, understanding that, that people need to make a certain level of income to pay their expenses. I mean, that's, there's nothing more basic than that. Right. And if, they, if they're not making that, then they're not going to get better. So, you know, we've, we've begun to identify, so what are those pieces of the puzzle? Because we all believe it, hunger is not better than us. It's not bigger than us, and you, nobody says it better than the two of you. And, and I'm really optimistic that in the coming years, we're going to really start chipping away at this because it's the right thing to do, and that's exactly what's driving us. And and I really like the fact that, that you talk, that in your example of how solving hunger solves other things too. And who connects solving hunger with community safety? 
And right. yet we know anecdotally for years we've heard from uh, many police officers who say when they go to cases of domestic violence, often they find no food in the house. Right. Exactly. And and, you know, while we, we can't say there's a causal relationship between those things, we can certainly say that anything that increases the household stress increases the likelihood of bad things happening. No question. So it's I mean, I really, you know, like connecting the dots with the community gardens and people now starting to watch out for each other. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you get to know your neighbors and they become more important to you. And so you tell them, hey, I saw someone hanging out you know, around your house. And, That's right. You know, and, and so the community polices itself better just by, by that. I mean, it's just a, it's fascinating how community and food go together and one thing fixes the next. It doesn't. I tell you, as a network, we're learning to make it easier for people to get food. We're trying to get it closer to where they are. I mean, there's a lot of little steps that we've taken, but I think it's all moving in the right direction. And so you asked how I feel about the future. A lot of work to do. Uh, we've got a great team to do it. I'm really optimistic. And, you know, the community is certainly coming out in all of our areas to support us. And I think it's the right thing to do. We're going we're gonna to continue to make progress. He's Joe Wald. He is the CEO for the Greater Lansing Food Bank for a few more weeks. (laughs) (laughs) But then, Joe, um, I see Boyne Mountain in your future. Yep. I tell you what, I can't wait to get up there. Had a a great career. I checked. I looked. I worked 50 years. And I tell you what, great 50 years. Uh, I guess it kind of ranks me as one of those old guys out there. But, uh, boy, I tell you, I've been blessed. i I wouldn't change anything. Opportunities have come my way, never knowing, you know, which direction it would turn. But uh, I think my wife and I are ready for some retirement. We'll see where that takes me. But I will say I would do anything I could to continue to help this network because it's the right thing to do. And there's some great leadership. So feel free to call me if there's anything I can do. Joe Wall, thank you. Uh, We talk about it quite a bit on this show that everybody gets one handful of life. And so Jerry and I would send along our thanks and appreciation for how you've invested your one handful of life. Well, you're good friends. Thank you so much. Yep. Godspeed to you and Cheryl. That's Joe Wald. He is the CEO for the Greater Lansing Food Bank. Jerry and I will be back to wrap up this show in just a moment. You come back and be with us. Welcome back to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. We're back here on Food for Thought. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight. I really like Joe Wald. You know, it's been an honor working with Joe, and we're we're sad to be losing him from our conversations because he's got such a good perspective from all the work he's done for the community over the years, and as he's helped our food bank council grow stronger and better, um, it's just been a delight uh, working with him. So hard shoes to fill. Um, but I think, you know, he's, he's leaving that food bank in, in such good shape and, That's really you know, healthy. Yeah. I mean, from their operational, even in the five and a half years that I've been here, they're the, the excellence that they've achieved in operations and serving the counties that they serve, uh, financially, um, you know, development-wise, uh, it's the presence in the community, the voice in the community. Joe has, he has raised all of that. So I would say, you know, the, the tide that raises one boat raises all boats. And 
And he's made the network stronger by making the Greater Lansing Food Bank stronger. And continues to provide really good networking and connections to the folks that need to still be in the conversation to be part of the solution. And his experience in healthcare has been extremely helpful. And and I think we're going to continue to see that grow significantly over the next few years as we show what a difference food security makes for the healthcare system. And it's not that they don't know it, but we're proving it step by step. We had Susan Hawkins on just recently talking about the pilot with Henry Ford Health System and how that needs to be taken to scale. And guys like Joe are still going to help us do those things across this state. Well, yeah, he's got insight, right? I mean, he understands that's part of the challenge of, of, of integrating into this huge network called healthcare. I mean, it's, you know, like a gigantic maze that gets pretty easy to get lost in. And we don't know that. I mean, we need someone to help us get through it. And so I think his expertise has has been and will continue to be, as he said, willing to continue to walk with us in this. But one of the couple of things he talked about in his interview, Jerry, about how the conversation has changed um, about you know, now we're talking about solving hunger where we used to not even have that conversation, you know, um, and now we're talking about the emphasis on healthy, nutritious food when as few as six or seven years ago, any food would do, you know? Yeah. And and so we think about changing our perspective from we're helping needy people to we're helping people who are worth investing in. And when you start thinking about the people we serve as being worth investing in, it really changes how you think about your work. So, yeah, if you're and and certainly the charitable part of our work will always be important. There will always be people who just need help because they need help. But there's a lot more people who with a little help can solve a lot of their life's problems on their own. And so you want to take those barriers away, right? You want to really maximize every dollar and every effort to enable people to do everything they can. And when you give people healthy, balanced uh, meals... You enable them more. You, they feel better. They can do more, and they can have more energy. And and we talked about this just a few shows a, uh, ago. How you know hunger is a cause of poverty, not poverty being a cause of hunger, mm-hmm. right? And so when you see that, when you see the world through that lens, you start to think differently about what are all the things you can do to really enable and empower and help people. And I think that's how dynamically the conversation has changed. I, you know, and Joe highlights that when he, you know, um, when he absolutely butchered my quote, but he did, he tried anyway. It was, you know, hunger's not bigger than we are, it's not better than we are, and it's not beyond us to solve. If you think about that through the lens of, wow, maybe we are bigger than this huge social program because we're looking at it a different lens, it changes your perspective, it changes your thoughts, it changes your possibilities. And Joe listens to the show. He said so. 
Right. He listens to the show, and maybe that's why the conversation is changing. It could be. It could be a catalyst for it, for sure. That's what, and of course, that's the that's the goal and the direction and the reason for all of this conversation. We're changing the conversation about food security in Michigan because we believe this is a solvable problem. We believe enough people want to solve it. We believe there's a tremendous amount of impact when you solve it. We believe there's enough investors who win when we win. And we believe putting all those things together one step at a time is what's going to get us to a food secure community. It's very exciting and awfully nice to have someone like Joe with us on this journey. Well, it, it, I mean, it was a great opportunity to chat with him. And, you know, as we said, he's retiring and moving onward and well-deserved. And uh, so we wish him and his wife, Cheryl, Godspeed as they go to the next phase. But, you know, we got his number on speed dial, too. So it's time for a little food for thought. There is a sentiment that says talk is cheap. Not so. Talk is only cheap when all you do is talk. But talking, conversing is critical to the creation of ideas, and ideas, once vetted, can create solutions. Talk isn't cheap, it is valuable. It is valuable because it gives voice to our thoughts. I think our thoughts should be big, bold, and know no boundaries. John Maxwell once said, a minute of thought is worth an hour of talk. Jerry and I are going to keep thinking, talking, and taking action in effort to help our network complete this big, bodacious idea of helping everyone who struggles with hunger to have access that they need to become food secure and self-sufficient. Be sure to catch all of our shows at foodsecuremichigan.org. And remember, it's food first, folks. Food first. Food for Thought has been a presentation of the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.